Hi everyone, welcome to Krena Informative Talks with Larato and Chiru. Hey. hey, how are you? Back again. I'm We're good. back. How are you? We're back again. <laughs> doing it once again, yes. and we're so excited doing this episode because we really uh, learned a lot yeah. just bouncing ideas and just discussing and you mentioning a lot of yeah. uh, stories about Brendan and Damien yes. that you guys are going to hear about today. We'll be talking about sensory tactile disorder today and which is this talks about the sense of touch and yeah we're going to be talking about the importance of it and different categories and recommendations at the end so that you know what you can do at home and these are things that are recommended by the OT. Yes, I love this topic specifically because um, I have two boys that are complete opposites and they very much attack pile the things of children. <laughs> so I specifically love this topic. We do a lot of things at home. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah. So first of all, what is sensory tactile dysfunction or disorder? Well, first we've got to understand what the tactile is and that's part of our senses, right? So everything to do with so it's the sensory process of tactile. And uh, how this works is in our skin, we have receptors that send signals to the brain that helps us to perceive our environment. So what's a dangerous touch, what's an okay touch, what's a friendly one, what's hot, what's cold, there's so many different. Yep. So we've got to understand the environment. And I know touch seems silly or simple, but if you go into depth, you will realize how important it actually is and how it affects our environment as people. Yeah, yes. that's, that's true. That It's one of our survival uh, senses yes. that we use to exactly. basically survive on a daily basis. So, yeah. And the importance of it, just mentioning that, it helps us to protect ourselves yes. because obviously when you touch a stove and then it's hot and then you realize and then the receptors will t will go to the skin, tell the brain, and then the brain will tell you, move yes. your hand, and then you move your hand. Yes. And that helps you not obviously be in danger in anything yes. that obviously would be touching your body anyway. Yes. So it's, it, it's really important that we understand it in that way yes. so that we can value it even more. Because think about it, yes. if you're just uh, touching a stove and you can't even feel Yes. What well, the heat, and obviously you will burn. Yes, and that would be obviously detrimental, especially for kids. So yeah, this topic is really, really uh, important, and also it deals with our social and um, social and emotional development yes. of the kids, because obviously if they don't know how to regulate, or their receptors is not sending the correct signal of mm -hmm. what to do then it, it touches with their social cues, with their friendships yes. and relationships that they have with kids because and someone's big. Right? Yeah. That's a big thing. I mean that's yeah. you need to be able to have relationships and build and read social cues and it's, it's just amazing how something as simple as that can affect this part of your life. Yeah. So that's, that's so why it is so important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 
there's a friend who could be just pushing them or just trying to cuddle them and then they freak out like yes. they scream or have meltdowns yes. and obviously that would mean that the friend will not try again yes. touching them and cuddling them. I have a thing with my boys where we call it the snapping turtle mm-hmm. so if if you poke the turtle and it snaps at you because it's having an off day you're not going to want to touch that turtle yeah. again it's the same with social environments if that child has a tactile sensitivity or or defensiveness, then because he's snapping because of the response, the the social environment around him will reject trying next time to interact with that child. And that, that's how they lose friends and that affects them because they need that social interaction. That's true. That's true. And special awareness, that's another thing. Yes, special awareness. Yeah, they don't have it because now it it, it affects the, the them um, maneuvering around people, their yes. friends, and even banging things and like bumping into children and children getting upset with the kid. Yeah, I'm like, why are you pushing me? Why are you kicking me? <laughs> yeah, that's typically what happens. Exactly, well. especially in schools where you they are expected to maybe walk on the line yes. or w- w- stand in a certain pattern on a certain way on the circle where they're singing and everything, and they just just go and sit right on top of the other friend and not really yes. being aware of their special space yes. and other people because it's not only their space but it's also the regarding of other people's yes. spaces also. And some of them really don't realize it. They yeah, really realize yeah, they just don't realize it at so all. So looking at that, you can already see how it's important to have these integrations with tactiles in the place. Yeah. It really is important. Yeah. It seems small, but it actually a big part of a person's life. Yeah, that's true. And another thing before we move on to the categories that I wanted to mention was as a mother, I, you know, we all make mistakes as parents. And I can admit saying that with my firstborn, especially, I had um, issues with dirty hands or dirty faces. And I feel I would encourage that now mm. for parents who have little ones because it's in the smaller years, the fun, the, you know, the mm. uh, the early years that it's important to have those exposures and integrations take place, tactile integrations. Uh, so the dirtier their hands get, the better. The more they they have sticky fingers, the better because that's how they are going to learn and integrate those important tactile yeah, senses. That's true. And I think because obviously um, with uh, the devastating times we've been with COVID and yes. all of the viruses that have been popping up quite recently, yes. as parents and as teachers, you're, we encourage kids to wash hands Absolutely. more. Yes, that's we true. everything to be clean, uh, sanitized and everything. But in that, I feel like there should be a balance that kids should be allowed to be kids at the end of the day. And messy play is a huge impact on their development and their growth. Absolutely. So as parents, as teachers, it's just important to encourage them, especially with food, things like that, that you know that obviously they're safe. And just let them be. Let them be messy. It's okay. 
Yeah. I know it's frustrating. If they've got vegetables stuck in their forehead, leave that vegetable right there yeah. until the coach is <laughs> fast enough. Exactly. It's, yeah. okay. it's fine. It's good. It's good for them because yeah. you'd rather have a child that is exposed than a child that is not exposed. Exactly. And that would limit their exposure into uh, learning the, the yeah. environment because exposure for them, adventure for them, learning everything that they're doing especially in their early years it's just them expo exposing themselves and exploring their environment and understanding the environment so if we limit them from dirt if we limit them from messy place yeah. then they we're restricting them we're restricting them yeah. and yeah fortunately that yeah. unfortunately that will cause them to have yes. these disorders because we as parents also play a huge role and yes. that i know there's a child that would always want to wipe their hands while they're eating literally every time they will just not finish their food yes. while eating if there's just even one grain of rice or that yeah. grain of rice should be removed then they'll continue eating yeah. with their spoon and some of the things you, you notice that as a teacher or as a parent also that it's some of the things that we induct indoctrinate yes. without i would say subtle indoctrination yeah. without realizing without realizing it yeah so we're not necessarily saying it's on purpose obviously yeah i mean i made a mistake in the first year and uh, yeah we'll get to that yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes so the next thing we're moving on to is the category so you get the the hypersensitive hypersensitive and then obviously the part where the discrimination takes place, and I'll, and I'll explain that when we get to that. So the hypersensitive is the one, it's my oldest child, where uh, they would have meltdowns if there's certain textures that are too much of them. They, they over-respond, in other words. So something that we would say looks like they're overreacting mm -hmm. with a certain touch or texture. They need to be warned when someone touches them. I know as a toddler, my oldest when I used to put him to bed and lie next to him, I wasn't able to even, my, my arm couldn't touch his because he would grab it and then move away from me. Mm. I wasn't able to snuggle or cuddle like he would any other normal toddler. He didn't like the sense of touch, especially unexpected touch, mm. but he stimulated with deep pressures like mm. hard hugs, rough plays, wrapping in blankets and rolling him with it big gym ball, like mm. those things stimulate his senses. So hypersensitive also, he didn't walk barefoot on the grass because he couldn't stand the texture of grass. He would walk all along the pathway where the concrete or the ground was instead of the gravel, no gravel mm. and no grass. And um, messy play avoided it completely. Even to this day, he's 14, he still hates any messy play. We had a project we had a few weeks back where we built a, a sculpture, a house sculpture, and we had to use paper mache to uh, finish it off. And he refused <laughs> to get his hands in the paper mache, the, the liquid of the paper mache. Mm -hmm. I had to find ways to, like, I had to introduce it still, like, give him some input, and then, but still try and have, make, keep him happy. You can't, you can never force them to do something that yes, they don't that You have to go within their limits. Mm. And my youngest is the complete opposite, which is 
the hyposensitivity I'll get to that now. So he completely had his clothes, his face, his hands, his arms, the table, everything, and even the floor and the chair was full of <laughs> he wasn't scared of touching and being drenched in uh, paper mache liquids. <laughs> he loved it. Yeah, so the hypersensitive, also um, fussy eaters, and mm. also certain textures, we like tongue, it's still part of our skin, it also has receptors, it has mm. brain, the signals. So it's not because they're naughty, it really could be a texture thing. They mm. don't like certain textures, especially if they gag or look like they want to vomit certain textures. Yeah. Mm. Um, Touching without warning is so big thing for them. You, they need to see your approach, and yeah, that's hypersensitive. Yeah, that's hypersensitive. Yeah, I know also a child that when you give them a banana, for instance, yes. um, if they can hold on to the banana without the peel for the longest time, then it obviously gets a bit mushy and all yes. of that. They will not eat that part. Oh, yes. They'll just not eat that part. They have to actually eat the banana without holding it. Or with, 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 rather, holding it with the peel, without yes. just holding it without the peel for the longest time because it becomes mushy and then they just don't want to eat it. But if you put it in their mouth without them touching it, then they will eat it. Yes. Because it's not, it's, it's, it changes texture. Yeah. It's a slimy texture. Yeah. 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 Mixing. Yeah. And then the, the hypo sensitivity is a seeking one. So that would be your typical child that would be seeking those sensory um those sensory inputs, that stimuli. So my youngest is more like this. Like he would so those are they would be in your space, they would be looking for hugs and cuddles and they want to touch the whole time. Um they also struggle with spatial awareness sometimes. Mm -hmm. So they'll be right in your face. <laughs> the ones that sit on you or stand on you or bump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Damien has like so he would when he was a little toddler, he would come home from preschool, and we had a roll of bubble wrap. I'll never forget it. He opened up the roll of bubble wrap on the floor. He took off all his clothes, and he was rolling in this bubble wrap, <laughs> top. To bottom, he had his hands spread out and his legs spread out, and he was rolling, closing his eyes. He was just enjoying it. Mm. Yeah. And with the paper mache project, he, like I said, he had everything full of paper mache liquid everywhere. Yeah, he likes gloop, he likes sand. It will keep him busy for a long time. Mm. Like he's yeah. in his own zone. Some of them love water. Also, yes. they'll just yes. be there in the yeah. water. If you open the tab. Yeah, leave them there for an hour. You come back; they'll still be there. They <laughs> love that. Yeah, yeah. So they they really do uh, seek more of the touch, yes. the sense of of touch more than yes. the hypersensitivity one. Definitely. Yeah, and then there's also one with the discrimination yes. issue, where the discrimination is where we, um, where our brains tell us, okay, this is hot. Okay, this is cold or this is sore or this mm. is um testicles or this is a soft texture this so there are kids as push and pull those kind of they they find it hard to tell what what kind of texture or feeling that is mm. so those would also be that okay, i can't and that would help i mean that would they would struggle with being able to tell how estimated how heavy something yes. is yes or how hard something is 
that would be the typical child that would ride a bike, fall off, have scabs and blood everywhere, and they wouldn't cry. Okay. Yeah. They and they'll move on. Move on. Yeah. So yeah. that discrimination, sorry, mm. of knowing what is sore and what is not sore, mm. what is hot, what is cold. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to add there when you mentioned about the pushing and pulling, yeah. that instead of maybe just slightly pushing a cup, they will just exert their, <laughs> the force, you know, that they didn't need to exert because they, they are not, their receptors are not to accurately estimate the exact yes. force that needed for that. If they are pushing a chair, they want to push a chair with their finger. Yes. And obviously at that time, they need more yeah. force of it. So the pushing and the pulling also, yeah, they, they do have that uh, sensory yeah. discrimination that they need to work on. And sometimes it gets frustrating to teachers when you just ask a child that take the chair and put it over there, and then you see them just holding the chair with their finger, trying to <laughs> drag it, and and there's so much noise. <laughs> just pick up the chair. But it's also that sensory discrimination yeah. that we should obviously uh, be looking in the lookout for. We actually have it in our family as well. We make jokes about it often because we've noticed that some have. Uh, when they touch and like open cupboards, kitchen cupboards, for mm. instance, it won't be a normal opening. It'll be, yeah, uh, like jerking at it and slamming but... it shut. <laughs> and it'll be opening doors, the same thing. Handle, mm. guys, just touch it and open it. And it'll be like, <laughs> you know, and swing it open. They don't, yeah. just, we often joke about it, but it is quite serious. But yeah. we make a joke about it. You have to, yeah, we're very, everybody has senses. It's just a matter of, is it high? Is it low? Is mm. it discriminated? Is it not? You know. Yeah. So we we like making jokes like that in the family. Yeah. <laughs> and it helps to lighten up things. Yes, and have, yeah. It's nice you can notice these things. You know, you go, oh, that one's got. Mm, okay. All yeah. right. This yeah. one. Okay. <laughs> I know what you need. <laughs> yeah. We'll help you out. <laughs> But please don't go out diagnosing people. No, please no, don't. No, 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 that's not what we say. Not, no, that's not what we say. But these things, some of these things, obviously at home, you can self-assess and you can see and yeah. you can help. And that's why we have the recommendation on yes. what you can do. Firstly, we can recommend an OT, definitely. Yes, definitely. Because the occupational therapist can also guide you into do this at home. You know, it, it yeah. really helps to see where they have the issues and what they can do to integrate those yeah so yeah and yes and also sensory bin that way you can just put uh a, have a bin where you have different textures different fabrics everything and just change it while you can and these are things at home that yes. you just need to do you don't need to go and buy all the time yeah. but just at home uh, wooden spoon that that and just put it give it to a child just explore the bin yeah. And they, it really helps. And also sensory brush. I know you mentioned that you used yes. it with your eldest one. That yes. it really helped a lot with yes. the sense of touch. Yes. So the sensory brush is something that needs to be guided. Uh, get the guidance from the occupational therapist. Don't try this on your own at home. They know exactly how to use the, the sensory therapy brush. Mm. I use it with my oldest because he didn't allow me to touch him at all as a toddler. Which was quite sad because she wanted to cuddle and love him. Mm. So we uh, we use the sensory brush. He still has it to this day. Actually, he uses it uses it as a self-regulating tool mm. sometimes. So uh, that helps. 
it really made a huge difference. I mean, now he's the biggest hugger in the house. Oh. So it's really, he's, he hugs everyone. Whether he knows you or not, he'll hug you. <laughs> so that helps. So yeah. it's living proof that it really does help. Mm. And uh, more, yeah, I, another thing I would say, is, like I said earlier, is allow your little ones to get dirty. Yeah. And just more exposure to sensory integration. Yeah. So they can get dirty and play with jelly and lick it and shove it everywhere and rub it everywhere. They, yeah. It's the best thing for them. Yeah, it is. It, it is the best thing for them and for their development. And like we said, these are obviously they apply more, I think, to the little ones than the yes. older ones. Yes. Because the older ones, they know how to self-regulate most of the time. And it's just navigating around uh, yes. them using their senses. But the little ones, because they are in a phase where they are being exposed, so it, it applies more into them and your toddlers and your infants. So please just try to expose them as much as you can. I know my little one when she was like three, if three months, if not four months, I took a, what's this, her, one of her cloths, and then she was lying there, and I just roll it up and down. Oh. She giggled. She <laughs> loved it. She, she just, I would just roll it up and down, up yeah. and down, and she would just, she would just laugh and laugh and laugh. So those are the smallest things. You start from that age, putting textures, different textures, different fabrics in their hands while they're still young. Uh, and then while they grow up, then you can start with the messy plays and all of that. And it really, really have a, a great impact on them ex being exposed and obviously regulating and their brain and receptors being able to send the correct signal and how I think the developmental years, the early years are so much easier because that's the time when they get to know the environment. Yes. Just like their muscles need to learn how to crawl, to walk, just so our senses need to learn what's happening in the world around us. Mm -hmm. So that it is good for them to yeah. as often as possible. Yes. All right, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in in this episode. We really had fun. I had fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. it. I really enjoyed it and I've learned a lot. And yeah, I hope you have learned and I hope you will tune in next week once again with a new episode that is coming. Thank you. All right. Bye. <laughs>